Happy Tuesday, Bokar Tov. Today, today we begin chapter one of Tehillim. We begin the first Mizmor of Tehillim. The beginning. The beginning. What is the Mizmor about overall? Choose a good neighbor. The Mizmor is David Amelech's instruction to people to keep away from bad and to choose to do good. Now it sounds redundant. Okay, keep away to choose bad. It's good enough. But if a person keeps away from bad and doesn't also choose to do good, stagnation in, in the Torah actually means falling back. If a person just chooses to not do bad, they're going to end up doing bad. It's yeah, it's a famous divorce. Sit, sit exactly. Home, sit at home and do nothing. Exactly. Okay. So I'm using this Steinsalt Tehillim, so I'll redo his introduction. A psalm that offers general observations on the joy of an individual who conducts his life in the proper manner in contrast to the lives of those who are evil and sinful. Okay, it's a very, very cute, uh, very simple interpretation. Pasuk 1. Ashrei ha'ish asher lo halach ba'atzat rishayim uvdere hataim lo amad uvmoshav letzim lo yashav Praiseworthy or happy is the man who does not walk with the counsel of the Rishaim, of the wicked. And in the path of the sinners, he does not stand. Amen. And in the, in, the, in the company of scoffers, he does not sit. There's a lot to unpack in that pasuk. First of all, there's a very famous and fascinating or interesting radak. Do you know the word ashre that we see everywhere? Ashrei Oshiva Ashrei Ha'ish Allah. What does it mean? And why does it mean that? So Asher means something like praiseworthy or happy. But what would be the singular form of Asher? So Radak says there's no such thing. Asher, praiseworthy or happy, only has a plural form. And he says that's because for a person to achieve happiness, they need, it's not just one good thing that has to happen to them. All the time. It has to be a string of things. Or for them to be praiseworthy, they can't just do one good thing. All the time. All you have the to time. be consistent. Yes. So it's the plurality of behaviors that will cause a person to either be happy or, or uh, praiseworthy. There's no, there's, no, there's, no word for the word there's no singular form of the word ashre, according to the Radak. You could look at Radak, it's right there. Okay, next. I probably even underlined it. Next. Praiseworthy is one who does not walk in the way of the wicked, in the, with the counsel of the wicked, and in the path of the sinners does not stand, and in the uh, company of the scoffers does not sit. So what's interesting, what's clear about this pasuk? Stay away from all the bad people. Right, but there's also progression. There's a progression. Walking with the counsel of, of somebody doesn't mean that you're necessarily hanging out with them. But then going in the path of the sinners... You're starting to, you're standing in their path. That means you're standing and talking to them. And finally to sit. Sit, you're with them. With them at a meal, you know, with, the, with, with, with scoffers. That means you're fully with them. So you see in that first pasuk, you also have the progression of the intensity of the person interacting with the, the evildoer. Finally, um, there's an interesting radak that says, Ba'atsat rishaim. Why does it say not to? Not to uh, walk with the counsel of the wicked. He said because wicked people love offering advice. They love, and I think there's some truth to this because 
a lot of wicked people, they actually feel so bad about the way they live their lives that they that one of their side intentions of life is to make is to bring people down to their level. So that they're not the only one. So that they're not the only one. It's always like this. So the wicked people they offer advice to other people to bring yeah. them down to their level. So that you know, we if we still we sing together. I'm not yeah, the only exactly. singer. Like Finally what what does it mean what is it, what does the word let seem mean? Let seem I translated it as scoffers. So what yes, does it mean? Translate as scorners. Scorners, scoffers. So what does it mean? It's more like the guys that like. like you know what it is? Fun, like it's the guy who you, you give him a bully. The one that bullies. It's the guy you give him a devar Torah, and you rabbi. say, and you say, okay, Rabbi June. Rabbi you could. Uh, <laughs> the bully, the bully. Yeah, I like. Bully. Now, what do they do when they do that? Then whenever they say, they make fun of everything. Okay, go go back to yeshiva. We're in the middle of something. You know, like whenever they say something like that. Six other people at the table had potential to take the Dvar Torah and take it to heart. Because the second one person cracks a joke and makes fun of it, or, or mocks it, ruins the whole or, thing. then it ruins it for everyone. Okay? So the Litz is someone who... So that's that's idea. Litzan in modern Hebrew is like a clown. Okay? A Litz in, in older Tanakhic Hebrew is a scoffer. The, per, the kind of people who would be very, very overly... An, Gratuitously or unnecessarily critical of wisdom and of Torah. Yeah, okay? Now, now, why am I saying this? To because what is, is uh, to be a let's What skill do you need to have? You need to have the skill of being able to speak well. You need to have the the ability to use your words to manipulate. to manipulate, right? So the word let's is very similar to the word word melitz, which could mean like a, like a messenger, or Militsa, which is no, Militsa, which is Militsa, is a, it's a uh, parable, it's a, it's a uh, riddle of some sort, a mashal, a Militsa, Militsa is a form of riddle. It's so let's has the connotation of someone who's good with words. Okay, he right away takes the Devar Torah and like reinterprets. Exactly, he takes the Devar Torah and he sees the situation. He said, "What words can I say in order to make everybody uninterested in this and make fun of this?" That's the skill of the litz. Okay, so it has relationship with other words that are that pertain to speech. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a skill form. Yes. It? Yeah, yeah, it's a skill. Puts, it's a skill. And I know there are people like that. There are people that are the, the, always the, able to be negative, even in like a mocking way. Yeah. Also, you know? making mocking exactly. And mocking, the problem with the, 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 the mocking negativity is that it's contagious. It's other people want to take something seriously. You crack a joke and make fun of whatever the rabbi said, and, and all else. of a sudden everybody else is uninterested at this point. Okay, next pasuk. Ki'im Rather, the person's love and passion is with the Torah of Hashem. And he contemplates his Torah day and night. Day and night. Uh, so not only does a person have to stay away from bad, he also has to... Focus on the Torah of Hashem. Now, a couple of other cute things in this pasuk also. The, uh, the pasuk says, That the person's passion or desire is with the Torah of Hashem. And he studies Torah to So what's the peshat of the pasuk? Is that Torah to is referring to his Torah, meaning the Torah of Hashem. But the Midrash actually says that once a person has a passion for a Torah... And he starts loving the Torah. It'll start off as Torah Adonai, as God's Torah. Mm. But if he studies it, he can make it his own. So then it becomes Torah To, not the Torah of Hashem, but Torah To means his Torah, as in 
the person studying. So that's a cute so drasha. Like it becomes part of him. It becomes part. It becomes his possession. He, he takes his morashat kilat Yaakov. He's with him all the time. Okay. Constantly. Uh, another thing. Another thing on this. On this. Um, another cute idea on this pasuk. Kim betorat Adonai chefzo. There is a gemara in Abu Dazara. I did not know where it was. I, I found it in one of the mifarshim. There's a gemara in Abu Dazara which talks about two rabbis who were discussing what they want to study. And one of the rabbis said, I want to study Tehillim. The other rabbi said, I want to study Mishle. So they said, okay, we'll study Tehillim. So they get up to this pasuk, and it says, Ki'im betorat Adonai chifzo. From here, and it means that it's, he's, his passion or his desire was with the Torah of Hashem. And from here, one of the rabbis learned that you're supposed to study things that you are passionate about. So we have, yeah. Really? Who are the two rabbis? I think it's Rabbi, I'll, I'll Rabbi Yudar, it's printed, it's printed right, Levi, and another rabbi. Yeah, so, so it's a fascinating gemara because you know, in in school, everybody's always told focus on gemara, 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 and then you have some kids who just that's not what they're. They can't handle it. Not, they just can't figure it out. It's not their it's forte. Not their forte. Or you have some people that they find a. A, a pull towards Musar or towards books of philosophy or towards books of Halakha or the, and then you say no what are you doing you have to study this you have to study that and I think the idea is take a step back everybody's allowed to study what they have a passion for sure, because, that's where they because there's a reason Borei Olam gave you passion in that regard and if you're going to achieve something in that realm of Torah then you, let, you should achieve it you shouldn't have people telling you go study this go study that you know in, in yeshivot, their goal is to give people, you know, uh, the general foundation yes. that they can choose what they want to study from all things. So the yeshivot, they try to be more, they try to focus on, they try to force kids to do certain things that they want them to do. But in general, an older person, he wants to sit down in a shiur of parasha, and you tell him, no, come on, you're past that, go start studying uh, halakha. No, what if he likes parasha? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with studying what you want to study, and that's one of the things that the Gemara teaches us from this pasuk. Okay. Uh, third pasuk. Yeah, yeah. So so far, what happened? What happened in, in thing? We were told that a person is praiseworthy if he stays away from the wicked, and then he clings to the Torah instead. And now, if he does, he will be like a tree that is planted on roots of water, on streams of water. That its fruit gives wow. proper fruit at its time, and its leaf, its leaves do not wither. And anything he does will be successful. So the relationship to a tree, the metaphor, the, the comparison to a tree is a very simple one. If you study Torah, and you strengthen, then you're strengthening your foundation and you're giving yourself life. You know, tree is a metaphor for the Torah. It's also a metaphor for a long life. So the tree sits on water and if it's sitting on water, it's never going to get dry. Now it gives its fruit at its proper time. There are Midrashim that said that this is because once he learns, he will also be able to teach. He, gave, he, he, he grows fruit from the Torah. But now he can teach because he also has Torah in his thing. So he gives fruit also. And his leaves do not wither because he, it never becomes dry because he's on the fountain of water, which is the Torah. And then anything he does will become successful. Now, now wait, what's interesting about this pasuk, anything he does will become successful. There is, um, I, I don't know which Perush said it, but it's referring to not even, not only his Torah ventures. All his ventures will become successful. If, some, if someone grounds himself in the principles of the Torah 
and makes Torah their priority, then all of their ventures will be, will be blessed by some level of success. Okay? Yosef uh, HaTzadik had this uh, ability where every venture he touched was able to have success. So the bracha is that if a person clinks the Torah and makes the Torah their value, then they'll have success in all of their ventures, not just in their Torah study. <laughs> but this level of success does not belong to the wicked. <laughs> For while a tzaddik is like a tree who is never going to wither and never gets blown away and is strong and is steadfast, the rasha, he is like the chaff of wheat that gets blown away by the wind. And therefore, the wicked will not be able to stand in the judgment. I think it means in the day of judgment, they will not be able to stand. And they will not, and the sinners will not be amongst the tzaddikim in that, in that day of judgment as well. So, while the tzaddikim are going to be standing strong and they're never going to wither, the rishayim are going to be like the chaff that gets blown away from the wheat, the, the unnecessary part of the wheat that needs to get blown away. And dirt, therefore, they will, not, they will not stand in the day of judgment. They will not be able to, to withstand the day of judgment and they will not be amongst the tzaddikim when that day of judgment comes. Ki Adonai derech tzaddikim rishayim toved. Because God, for God knows the ways of the righteous, but the ways of the wicked will perish. Or the, the wicked will perish in their ways. Um, so that's the end of the first Mizmor. Now there's an interesting Gemara that says that the first Mizmor and the second Mizmor are actually connected. Why would they be connected? Because the, the Gemara says that if you look at the end of the second Mizmor, which we'll do tomorrow, Vizar Hashem, the second Mizmor ends with Ashre kol chosevo. Praiseworthy are those who rely on him, meaning rely on God. Now, the first means more started with Ashre haish. So the Gemara says that whenever uh, you see the Ashre at the beginning and then the Ashre at the end, that's a sign that it's actually one Mizmor. Okay? So, uh, so that could be the part, but, but in our books it's all it's printed as separate Mizmorim. So that's the end of the first Mizmor. Okay, summarize the first Mizmor just one last time before we go. Mm-hmm. The righteous should stay away from the wicked and cling to the Torah. If they cling to the Torah, they will become like a tree, the steadfast tree that will never wither. At the same time, the wicked will be compared to the chaff of wheat that gets blown away, and they will not partake in the blessing and in the good judgment of those of the tzaddikim when the day of judgment arrives. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen v'amen.